welcome back to Real Talk and Real Estate, Episode 5. I'm here with the Flores Brothers, here with Quality Custom Homes in Andrews, Texas. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good, man. How are you doing? Doing really well. Thanks for having us. How's uh, real estate been this year? Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Hard to keep up with lumber prices, but people coming in and really trying to get into a house. Chris Flores and Nehemiah Flores with Quality Custom Homes and also... Nehemiah is doing flooring and remodeling. remodeling on the inside of homes. So how's that going for you? Pretty well. You know, I really am taking more of an interest next door, next to my brother. You know, people won't always have, you know, the chance to build a new house, but people always have a chance to redo something they've already got. Right. So new construction, are you the one that's dealing with the inside of a home you're you're kind of modeling it you're making it kind of what modern people see these days yeah definitely kind of exclusive to quality homes you know bring bring the inside to life trying to bring new ideas to the table more trying to go for more contemporary vibes especially nowadays with new buyers and try to make it appealing to everybody right and right now i'm their real estate agent here in andrews texas uh just sold a couple of houses number 12 number eight side ie and um, one of them was a farmhouse, and they had a bunch of farmhouse, you know, looks to it, little details. There was a ceiling fan that was right. wood, you know, that was mm-hmm. huge. Yeah, great big ceiling fans, cathedral ceilings, you know, farm sinks, just the whole whole package farmhouse. is really appealing, I think, kind of in right now, but, you know. So what's the color schemes right now? What's modern <clears throat> color schemes? Everyone feels like they want a lot of grays, but what we've noticed lately, when they come in to make selections, you know, first thing they say is like, I want a lot of gray, I want a lot of modern, but they want to throw in some farmhouse, and they end up leaving with something not so gray. They'll kind of throw a little bit more color into it, so we're kind of seeing more of like an industrial farmhouse or more of like a modernized farmhouse look now. It's like that that farmhouse look that Chip and Joanna just made famous across the nation is kind of evolved a little bit and it's taken on a little bit more of a modern tone to it so it's it's interesting to see everyone's kind of got their different take on what they think is farmhouse but it's definitely changing sweet so they're also they're a custom building company and a spec home company so if you're looking for custom builds if you're looking for spec builds this is a place to go cns construction and what is your address 111 North Main Street, Andrews, Texas, 79714. But they also build in Midland, Odessa, surrounding areas. They have some builds going up in Monahans and in Denver City. So pretty much anywhere here in West Texas, they're willing to go to build you your dream home. So going forward with this contemporary kind of modern style, is uh, black coming back? Oh, yeah, definitely. I've seen it a lot on social media. No, people have different ideas, and I think it looks really well, especially with these modern, contemporary-style homes that people are starting to like. Yeah, it kind of gives them a little bit of both. You know, they'll have some wood beams, and then they'll want like a black island or black canopy. Right. So, yeah, I can see how that's... We're starting to see a lot more black. It's kind of making it look more modern. Yeah, for sure. You know what color I'm tired of seeing? White. Yes. There's so much white in this uh, farmhouse look. There's white cabinets. There's white... Subway tile, there's white, you know, white is everywhere. So 
I'm glad that white is going away. Black's coming in. The browns are coming back in. The natural wood's coming back. So, yeah, that's a great thing to have. And economy-wise, where are you seeing this going here in the next couple of months? March 9th, 2022. So we're looking at today's gas prices. I can tell you this morning I filled up my gasoline car for $103. It was nuts. So where do you... Where do you see this uh, real estate economy going, Chris? Man, that's a good question, really. Right now, it's it's pretty crazy and unpredictable. Everything keeps going up. But trending-wise, I can see things kind of calming down a little bit. Maybe mid-year, you know, once uh, more and more builders and developers around the country start to look at these prices and they're like, you know what, we can't afford to crank out as much as we were before, even though the demand is there. That will cause the supply to kind of catch up with demand a little bit. And I think that we'll kind of see prices come down a little bit. I don't think they'll come down very much. But um, I think that we'll kind of see a, a decline in in prices as far as uh, lumber. And maybe a slight decrease in home prices. Probably not much. But, you know, that's the thing. Everyone uh, nowadays is like, oh, well, it's maybe not a good idea to get into real estate. You're overpaying. I mean, that's... That's what everyone was saying 20 years ago, too, and look where they're at now. It's it's always a good investment. All right, Chris, so now we want to talk about the Burr method. So for those of you that don't know what Burr method is, buy, rehab, rent, refinance, and repeat. So Chris is one of the guys here in Andrews that is actually using this method and has been very successful with it. So could you kind of elaborate on some of the houses that you've done this with? Yeah, man, for sure. I think it's the best way to enter in real estate, at least in our area. If you want to create a portfolio that's long-lasting and it's going to pretty much outperform the economy, I mean, that's the way to do it. Um, so I started close to 10 years ago. I bought my first property on Crescent. I think it was 1211 Crescent. So this home was, I mean, it was a piece of crap. It was, I think, 32000 bucks. Oh wow! About twelve hundred square feet. I mean, it was it was destroyed. I mean, it, it needed a new everything. So I saw it as an opportunity. You know, the housing market was okay then, so it was kind of hard to find something that was reasonably priced unless it was just a piece of junk. So I looked at that and I saw the area. It was pretty much the worst house in one of the nicer neighborhoods, and I think that's where you want to start. Try and look for the worst house in the best neighborhood. If, um, if sales are going that way. And so I put in an offer, he took it, and right away, you know, we started to rehab the place. Might have put something like 42 grand in it, I think. And you know, time is money with that kind of thing. I think I was in and out, I bought the place, uh, completely fixed it up, and then sold it all within 64 days, something like that. Um, and so yeah, we pretty much put a new roof on it, uh, added a bathroom. Uh, completely redid the floors, repainted everything, new cabinets, all of that. So when it was all said and done, I might have had somewhere close to seventy-six, seventy-seven thousand dollars into the place, and within that two and a half months or so, we sold it for one hundred and forty-seven. So with that, you know, I was kind of on the fence whether or not I should just sell it or rent it out. In that case, you know, I felt like it was better to just go ahead and sell it. And from that point on, I went and um, 
and started getting into purchasing actual rental properties. Now, I think the best place to start with that, you know, same thing, you know, find kind of a, a pretty much a crappy home that you think that's, that's worth something if it's got a little bit of love put into it. So rehab it a little bit. Um, you know, I pretty much borrowed the money against the um, this line of credit that I've got. So I didn't, you know, just put my own cash into it. I pretty much borrowed the money to get this next property and then rehabbed it a bit and then uh, got it rented out. So once I got it rented out, once it was pretty much good to go, you know, you had your tenant pretty much paying that loan off, whether it be a line of credit or a mortgage, whatever you've got going. Pretty much have the tenant pay it off, and you know pay a little bit, a little bit of it off yourself as you kind of move along, and uh, you know after a while, so you have a good bit of equity in that home. Once you have enough equity built in that property, um, you take a loan out against it and get another one. Do the same thing, kind of snowball that effect to where now your one rental property turns into two. Now you got two tenants paying off the mortgage or whatever type of loan, hard cash loan, whatever it is you've got. And keep that process going to where, you know, they're also paying the monthly mortgage and you're throwing a little bit of extra on top. I think the way I did that was a five-year balloon note. So my interest rate was was a little bit better. But I wanted to try and pay it off within the five years. Um, that way you're not paying a killing in interest, but you kind of have in mind, you know, I'm going to keep doing this. You're going to keep borrowing against the equity that you have in those homes to gain more rental properties. So you keep going and going until you have a pretty decent portfolio. But yeah, I think that's the best way for anyone to get into to real estate. And I think, you know, a lot of the misconception with rental properties, I feel like a lot of people think, oh yeah, it's gonna make you rich. It's gonna, the cash flow is just gonna make you a killing. It's, it's really not so much that. You know, the thing that's really the big benefit in the end, at the end of the day, is equity that it's gaining you towards your net worth, towards something you could borrow against. Um, you know, because, for instance, like one rental property, for instance, I'll just give one as an example. I have to have this place rented out for four months, four and a half months out of the year just to pay the taxes. That's not including the interest on the loan. That's not including uh, insurance. So, you know, at the end of the year, yeah, you have some profit there, but it's not substantial unless you really start to gain a big portfolio or build a big portfolio. So the big benefit, something you have to look at, at like in this type of situation, is the equity that it's going to gain you, your net worth. Once you have all these properties paid off, um, you know, at the end of the day, once you have 10, 20, 30, whatever rental properties paid off, that's part of your net worth. And I think, I mean, 100% in my idea, uh, that's going to pretty much outperform the U.S. economy, no matter what. I mean, if you have cash sitting in the bank, say Daniel and I have, say we'll go back 10 years, say Daniel and I have $300,000 in our bank accounts each. Um, say one of us decides to keep that money in the bank account and see how the other performs in 10 years. Say, okay, one of us keeps 300 grand in the account, the other one buys a property for 300 grand. Um, in 10 years' time, do you think that 300 grand sitting in the bank is worth as much as it was 10 years ago? No, that dollar is gonna buy, gonna buy less. It's gonna be worth less. But on the other hand, the money that you uh, had put it into, like if you put it into a property that appraised for 300 grand 10 years ago, by now, you know, it might be worth 350 or $400,000. 
So it's going to appreciate in value as to where the U.S. dollar is going to depreciate. I mean, your dollar buys less nowadays. So I think having a bunch of cash on hand isn't quite as smart as putting a majority of it into real estate, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, for sure. So like the Burr method, so he got a uh, jumbo loan. For that uh, he's balling. Chris is a baller. <laughs> no, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, another good loan or another good um, place to go for that. You know, if you were to get an FHA or conventional loan for your first time ever, that's only a three and a half percent down uh, loan for a rental property for an investment property. And um, if it's for you know under a hundred thousand dollars, you're looking at less than a thousand dollars a month rent you know we're in, in our area is going for anywhere from twelve to fifteen hundred dollars a month so uh you're able to make a little bit enough to like get some stuff paid for uh you don't make a huge profit of course you're gonna have to try to come out of your pocket but once you gain equity <clears throat> that's the best part about it is when when you gain equity on it you can just reinvest that money into either another property or a flip home project or pretty much anything you want to do in real estate or if you're wanting to invest in crypto or whatever you're trying to invest into i mean you can always cash out refi on that house and you know have some extra money in your pocket so next thing i want to talk about is uh super bowl that was a surprising super bowl and super bowl ending and start and it was just madness from start to finish um i really thought cincinnati had a chance to at least come back and win that game but Sean McVay had a crap load of talent. Like, as soon as Odell Beckham went down, I was like, this is done. You know, Cincinnati's about to put it on them, and they're done. And they ended up coming back and winning. What do y'all think about that? Man, would have loved to see Joe Burrow pull it off, but in my heart, I had a feeling that, you know. Yeah, he knew that. I mean, L.A. was going to. L.A. just had the talent. Yeah. Aaron Donald, come on. Yeah, he was, man, unstoppable, as always, to be expected. Jamar Chase, though, uh, man, I mean, he burned Ramsey every chance he got. It, that guy's special, man. That was that was pretty nice to see. Rookie of the year, huh? Yeah, right. rookie of the year. I mean, he set all kinds who of got, records, too. Who got a Super Bowl MVP? Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he, he tore it up. But Jamar Chase, man, that's, that's the one to look out for. Mm. Cooper Cup won that? Yeah. I thought Matthew would have won that. No, Cooper. Right? Cup. What? what? He was throwing Cup. bombs, bro. Yeah. So the Super Bowl MVP is that based off you know the Super Bowl game or like the whole year? The Super Bowl. Yeah, just the game. Just the game. Yeah. Cup tore it up too, man. He always does, but yeah, I guess if it, if it wasn't for him and Stafford kind of coming together, it wouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't have made it. So, yeah, I guess both of them deserve credit, but Cup is the one that had to get open and. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. Man, it was pretty interesting, though. I think the Bengals will pull something off next year. Yeah, I think they'll be back. Um, but, of course, Patrick Mahomes probably has a chip on his shoulder now. Yeah, definitely. Because um, he's not the young stud QB anymore mm-hmm. or, or what the press is going to be saying. You know, he's a, he, was a, you know, he was a young guy, and he was really good at the beginning. And now he's hit a slump, or they're going to say something like that next season to where he's got a chip on his shoulder, and that's the wrong man to put a chip on his shoulder. You know, that's a Super Bowl MVP like two times for a reason. Yeah. And I think if you put that chip on his shoulder, there's going to be some damage. Plus he wants to make up for the 
shenanigans his family's been doing. <laughs> oh, yeah. want to stop talking about that, I'm sure. Yeah. And then, so today, I just saw that Russell Wilson I got traded that. to the Denver Broncos. What? Crazy. Yeah. What? For those of you out there that are listening to this, real estate agents, builders, I mean, whoever you are, you have to brand yourself. You have to market yourself. Um, the houses that you build, the name, the reputation, the character, pretty much all of that stuff comes out, and they know exactly who you are by what you do. So um, me and Chris kind of me, – me, Chris, and Nehemiah have teamed up with this guy named Fabrice, and he has been doing an amazing job for us, getting us kind of – out there doing some videos, doing some pictures, doing some TikToks, and kind of getting us out of our comfort zone, all three of us. Uh, we're from a small town, little Andrews, Texas, you know, 15,000 population, and we're not used to having to use social media and stuff like this to kind of gain attraction. Uh, but the way of the world is social media, and you either get in or get out. So um, what do you think about, like, marketing strategies? Man, yeah, just like you said, I mean, it's the way of the world. We're kind of coming out of our comfort zone and really having to to utilize all this stuff nowadays. I mean, I think that it's super, super important to get your brand across and have it recognized the way you want it to be or need it to be through social media. I feel like that's the only way. People aren't really watching TV. They're not going to catch your commercial on TV as likely as they would it to be on social media. So, right. yeah, it's a super important tool that I think any business person, I mean, would be crazy not to utilize. Yeah, and the difference, you've had some success with your Facebook page, right? Pretty yeah. good following on it. You know, mainly pictures, right? But mm -hmm. the way social media is kind of shifting is what it seems like more videos, short videos kind of... No, get to the point. Yeah, exactly. Which is, Which is crazy. It's like this. It keeps evolving. It keeps changing so quick. It makes me feel old, man. I'm not that old, but you know, when we started the Facebook page, I was like, yeah, this is a new thing. I remember telling my older brother and my dad, I was like, hey, this is what we need to do. We need to get our brand on here. They're like, nah. I mean, you know, get a radio ad or get like a TV commercial going. I was like, well, this is you know, that's almost most people's most say. people's wives, which you know, that's kind of a big deal when it comes to real estate you know the woman's gonna have a lot of say as far as the styling and what builder they want to go with they're the ones doing the research and seeing that mm -hmm. it's like you know this is the way we need to go so we established that facebook page and you know put a whole bunch of our content on there and then yeah i mean go forward two three years we had a good 12 13 thousand followers and now at this point it seems like you know everything's kind of shifting a little bit just like nehemiah said Everyone wants to kind of get to the point. They don't want to scroll through your whole page and see all this and that. They want to have their feed. They want to scroll through, and then they want to just stumble upon your video that's straight to the point. Boom, kitchen, outside, CNS, like just as simple as that. So it's kind of hard to keep up with it, I feel like, but nonetheless very important. What do you got to say, Nehemiah? What do I got to say? I'm kind of barely dipping my feet into this whole TikTok thing. I feel like it's very important and I've been yeah. trying to get you on top of it too. Well, that's definitely you know, important. when I first started these couple of spec homes with you, you know, because I've been around this like my whole life. But you know, I'm getting my foot in the water. I take some of my favorite things that I've seen from your custom builds. You know, like, oh, I really like this customer's idea. And they, and I like this customer's idea. You know, I've been with you through a lot. And then, so now I'm building with you. I take those ideas, try to incorporate into this new spec home, 
and then I try to find a good way to market it. You know, really want to catch focal points whenever I feel like we need to. Yeah, and it's taken off. I mean, just in the last few days, that last recent post, yeah, it kind of, or even the last few posts, they've been kind of short to the point, has a lot of the focal points, you know, kitchen, exterior, master bathroom, and I mean, it's... <clears throat> It's crazy how much attention it's gotten in such a short mm -hmm. amount of time right. and how many calls it's generated, how many calls and inquiries it's uh, equal to. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, so what Chris means by calls and inquiries are leads. That's the biggest word is leads. So if you're listening to this, TikTok, even just a short, how, how many seconds was that, a 15, 30-second video? It was really short. Yeah, super short. But a 30-second video got him, what, 10, 15 calls? Yeah, at least. At least 10 to 15 calls, and it was just a house that he had built. And kind of the same thing for me. We kind of work hand-in-hand. Hand. So as soon as I got uh, the listings over there, as soon as I got them on the market, that first weekend that I had them, I mean, I had eight people from Texas and from out of Texas call and want to come in and want to buy houses and nehemiah is building a house in that subdivision they were like I, I want to buy that house whose house is that and i'm like um it's the builder's son i don't think he's gonna go for it but you know we can ask and uh they said well ask him tell him what's the price you know it's nuts what social media can do and that was 100 percent social media you know that was 100 yeah. percent you know lead generating tools and lead generating accesses for you know the new home construction stuff and uh, you can do that with anything that doesn't have to just be new homes uh, realtors out there you can go to if you have a broker that has some really nice houses go ask your broker or girl go ask any of your uh, really good agents to um, go do a little walkthrough over there go take some videos get out of your comfort zone go do something that you wouldn't typically do on a daily basis, get out of your comfort zone and go get it done. A thing, another thing with social media and people kind of trying to establish their brand and get a lot of people in trouble. You know, it's too easy for everyone to get out there and fabricate themselves in such a way that it kind of makes them put their foot in their mouth. Like, um, you know, you can like Daniel and I. You know, he could put out these commercials that shows how many uh, homes he can sell and how successful he's been. But, um, you know, we know that we have to kind of keep our word to that and really back up what we pursue and how we want to kind of make everyone view us. Like, you can call Danny on a Sunday evening, Sunday afternoon. He's going to answer his phone. He's going to be available. But we know once we make ourselves available out there and we advertise ourselves on social media, you really have to back it up. Same thing with brand recognition, you know. I think when our dad started this company well, 40 years ago, one thing that uh, he's always really stuck to was just quality mm -hmm. and, um, you know, just really being a man of your word and just putting things together at the highest possible quality, not to cut any corners. And I think that nowadays you see a lot of homes and businesses kind of coming across these platforms. It look like they build the perfect home, but, I mean, you go in person and it might not be that. So I think it's too easy for people to put their foot in their mouths when it comes to this stuff, but... Um, it's one thing that we take great pride in for sure. We still have the same crews that started this company 40 plus years ago. And I think you really have to, to back up what you sell for sure. Heck yeah. Definitely. And that, that goes for pretty much everything. If you're entrepreneur, I mean, that can be anything. If you're in sales, you know, for insurance, for, you know, personal training, for whatever you're doing, you know, entrepreneurship, if you're a personal trainer and you tell someone you can help them drop 15 pounds, 
you better make them yeah. drop 15 pounds. Right. Yeah. And same thing for realtors. You go out there and you say that um, you're going to answer your phone seven days a week and they call you on Saturday and you don't answer it. They're probably not going to call you again. So yeah, for sure, make sure that you back up what you say. So we have a new subdivision in Andrews, Texas. It's going to be super nice northwest side of town. It is called the Estates of Ezra. We're on phase one right now. Uh, Chris and Nehemiah are planning for phase two. There's going to be all sorts of new floor plans, so let's talk about them. Yeah, so new up-and-coming area for sure on the nicest side of town, so you can be assured you're, you know, you're, the value of your home is going to be maintained and just appreciate over time. It's a really nice area. So, yeah, as far as phase one goes, you know, we have almost every lot sold so far. Um, a lot of them are acre lots, anywhere from about an acre up to about three acres. The next phase is going to consist more of your typical in-city lot, uh, and they're probably a little bit bigger, I'd say. I think these lots are going to range anywhere from about 85 foot in width to about 95 by about 140 foot in depth, which is considerably more than an in-city lot. But, you know, they're going to be priced accordingly. I think that we're going to have them anywhere from 30000 to $38,000 a lot, which is crazy competitive compared to what you might see in Midland, Odessa. I mean, you can't even compare it. It's going to be a great area. I mean, for full custom builds, I mean, you name it, homes from 1,800 square foot and up. I mean, you can pick everything. Everything's going to be fully custom. And yeah, as far as market value goes, I mean, I don't think there's a place in the Permian Basin where you can get more for your dollar for sure. So I'd say be on the lookout for the States of Ezra Phase 2. And yeah, of course, uh, reach out to CNS, reach out to Daniel, reach out to all of us if you have any questions. It's definitely something to look out for. Okay. Yeah, with that being said, the States of Ezra, really great project, really excited for. But, you know, as me being kind of like a young person, I guess I could tell, or it seems like, you know, that can be kind of out of reach for, you know, a first home buyer. So what I'd like to include definitely is the new subdivision also off of Avenue K here in Andrews called uh, Sunset Estates or Sarai Circle. You know, really trying to take more attention to that myself, trying to make it more appealing to first-time home buyers, you know, anywhere from 1,800 square feet to 23 plus, something around there, but really where my focus is at right now. So. Yeah, really good point. That is a, another area that we've got that it's, like you said, pretty much perfect for first-time home buyers. I mean, it's going to be considerably cheaper to build your home on these lots if that's what you're looking for. If you want to be right in the action, right by the grocery store, there's going to be some great lots available there. They're going fast, but, I mean, I'd say, again, I mean, you won't find a better deal as far as price goes for uh, a price per square foot for sure than that area. Brand new subdivision, really nice custom homes. Yeah, give us a call. Is that the uh, last kind of land that y'all have right now? Are y'all pursuing other land, or is that pretty much it right there, That those two subdivisions, or is that pretty? So how many years do you have on the Ezra Estates and Sarai Circle? It's a good question. Sarai Circle, you know, at this rate, the rate that, I mean, the calls that you've gotten on those homes that you listed, I'd say at the end of the year, you know, we might have that, that thing booked up. But Ezra Estates, on the other hand, I mean, it's we're talking about 187 acres of land. There'll be a total of three phases. So this phase two alone is going to have somewhere around 240 lots. So we're going to kind of crank them out in phases. So 
Yeah, as of now, that's been a, a really big project that we foresee lasting, you know, at least 10 years. You know, there's at least 10 years of work that we'll have in those areas, you know. Think of, we had talked about, uh, we'll probably crank out homes in the first section, you know, um, somewhere in the neighborhood. We'll kind of break it up into sections anyway. Like, we'll have some smaller homes, a little bit more economical to start. Right off of uh, Nehemiah Street is where it'll connect. And then, um, you know, we'll have another little section that's going to have homes slightly larger. Um, and then, yeah, just pretty much continue it on. But, yeah, it's it's there for the long haul. we got at least 10 years of work out there. So it's it's going to be nice. Big project. Heck, yeah. So another rumor I want to... I want to talk about so in Andrews there are some streets called um, like Nehemiah and and um, Abigail and all this stuff. So where did those names come from? <laughs> and how come I haven't seen a Chris Street? <laughs> there actually is a Chris Street. It's more of an alley. Yeah, yeah, there is a Chris Street. <laughs> so yeah, personally named by my dad as his children. I guess you know Chris has got a street. Nehemiah and Abigail mainly. I guess his focus were, or was to have kind of a biblical kind of name, not just yeah. because it's the the names of his children, but uh, that's something he's always tried to. Yeah, try he's to always like even Ezra, you know, even the way we name our children, we always want some kind of biblical association, affiliation mm-hmm. with it. I think you know God has blessed us beyond measure. No doubt. So I think it's well, the least we can do is kind of. Is honor him in that way, Definitely. but uh, but yeah, Abigail I think was the first one, one of the first subdivisions, biggest uh, one in the town at the time. Yeah, when I remember, it's up there north of the, uh, well I guess yeah north of the high school. It's pretty much this little subdivision yeah that he named Abigail after my little sister and you know in the Bible, and then Maya got his a little bit later on, and then uh, and I was I was a little bit of a troublemaker and. I don't quite have a subdivision. It's like kind of this little alleyway in between Canaan and uh, and Genesis Street. But no, I mean it's it's awesome. I think it's it's really something that we're going to continue to honor as we move forward. You know, oh, yeah. to just to honor God and to just keep that keep that going. I think it's really important to to try and even if we have to fight, which we did, actually have to fight with a few people at the city to iterate Nehemiah Street. As the name, I think we had uh, one person at city council really fight it. They felt like it should have been a 7th Street or something like that. Mm-hmm. They really fought it for some reason. And I remember the city manager at the time, Glenn Heckler, yeah. I believe, was like, well, you know what? It's a name that you see from the Bible. And he's like, it's one of my favorite Bible stories, and I don't see anything wrong with it. So he completely overrid that guy's vote to just not let it be near my street. I think that was a testament to God, really. I mean that. Oh yeah. He wants you to honor him. I mean he's he's blessed you, and I think that anyone that's being blessed, I mean that's the least you can do is is pay him some tribute. Right. Dang, that's that's a that's a crazy story. I didn't even know about that, and I didn't I didn't even think to know that it was from the Bible. So the crazy thing is, my kids also have names from the Bible too. So. Uh, my oldest one, his middle name's Daniel, you know, the book of Daniel, mm-hmm. um, middle one's Jonah, you know, Jonah in the well. And then, uh, the, the youngest one is James, you know, book of mm-hmm. James. So that's crazy. That's some crazy stuff there. It is crazy. Some history now. Yeah. <laughs> some historical events in Andrews, Texas. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's awesome, man. We're, we look forward to 
getting everything going and, and continue the old CNS tradition. Heck yeah. Uh, another thing I want to bring up is living in Andrews. We're Andrews natives. We were born and raised here in Andrews. That's another huge thing, I think, for uh, consumers to know is that we know this place inside and out. We know pretty much everything that goes on. We know how the high schools run. We've been through it. You know, we've been through the elementary schools. We've been through the middle schools. We've been through the high schools. Um, as adults, we've been through the city. We've been through, you know, the inspection process, the taxes. We, you know, we've been there. We've done that. We've seen shops come. We've seen shops go. Um, and one thing I can tell you is that since I've been in Andrews, Texas, or since I've remembered, I've always remembered a CNS. So that's that's pretty awesome to have here in Andrews. Is something that is still here um, when other franchises had have left. Other builders have came and left and you guys are still here and you're still building and you know continuing to grow so congratulations on that thank you thank you yeah, yeah like i mean great pride in that the cns brand has already been developed right by our dad you know all we can do is try to follow in him his footsteps his guidance and just dive deeper with the brand you know marketing push out the same kind of quality he does and and just roll with it yeah exactly i mean he, uh, he built it up, and we just have to meet him halfway there, continue the brand, and maintain the brand for what he felt it, it should be, you know, top in quality, um, you know, always honor God. And, and have honest work. Have honest work, be honest with everything, and never take shortcuts, you know. No matter what it takes, everything's got to be done right in a timely manner and you know be a pillar in the community look at it as more than just being a home builder look at it as you being an important asset to your community and to bring jobs to the local economy you know we want to look at that as a way to be like you know what we have other families that depend on us so we have to maintain this brand as what I will say honestly I believe that we build the highest quality homes in the Permian Basin I honestly honestly God believe that and we look at that with great importance because you know we have other families we have 80 plus other people that are depending on us for this work that they've always kind of looked to us for the next job and you know i think it's something that's really important we have other people that rely on us to feed their families and it's up to us to maintain this brand and to keep everything in line and you know keep everything going and keep these families fed keep these keep this local economy flourishing and you know contribute to the town absolutely yeah it doesn't stop at home building like i said not everybody has that chunk of change in their pocket to build a new house you know some people might want some new carpet some new floor new backsplash redo their bathroom or something we'll be there to to help them out through the way exactly that's one thing that you've seen once the economy's down you don't have as many home buyers in the area you know there's always going to be people looking to remodel a little bit right. so that's where cns floor covering comes in handy there yeah for sure so like flip homes um if you're trying to flip your home you're trying to remodel you want it to look more modern you, you love your house but you're like man I, I don't like this you know 2012 2016 brown i want it to be more modern contemporary the gray black and white so that's when you would call nehemiah here at the cns flooring and he can hook you up with that uh, me and him worked a couple deals and got carpet installed you know within the next day so uh, if you're needing any of those things, for sure, you got to hit up Nehemiah. Okay, yeah, just give me a call, and uh, we'll bring any ideas you have to life. 
My phone number is 432-631-9041. That's my personal cell. You can reach me at any time. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you know, all these social media platforms, you have to know that, you know, who you're posting to and why you're posting to it. There's kind of algorithms. There's reasons why you post it, when you post it, how you post it. So, like, on the topic of the reason why we're doing these short clips, right, is because that's where social media is going. It's going to these short reels, you know, these 10-second, 13-second, 15-second videos, and we're trying to capture the audience's attention in a short span because everyone likes to just swipe or click next or swipe up or whatever the case is. If they don't like what they see in the first, like, five seconds, they're done with it. So um, do you guys have a TikTok or Instagram or Facebook or anything like that? Yeah, we actually do. A lot of people are familiar with Chris's Facebook page. If you're old, then you know the Facebook. Right, and that'd be CNS, Quality Custom Homes. And uh, we're actually just new to the whole TikTok and Instagram deal. And our username is c.s.homes on Instagram and TikTok. And, you know, the thing I like about TikTok, it really gives me Vine energy. But, you know, just longer videos, really perfect for marketing is what I'm thinking. So I'd like to really get some good content. Yeah, really good content on there. It's looking awesome. Like you said, it's it's pretty new right now, but there's going to be a lot more content to come on that. Right. Yeah, we're just at the beginning stages of this uh, social media platform. Uh, we're trying to get out of the kind of old routine, you know, newspapers, uh, radio ads, stuff like that. Not saying those things don't work. They do work, but we're just trying to get into the social networking scheme of things. So, again, that is uh, CNS uh, Home Constructions or Quality Custom Homes. Uh, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. So go check out their brand new construction. I think y'all posted, what, four or five videos this week? So go check those things out, man. Go hit a like, share, comment, do what you got to do. If you're interested in moving to Andrews, Texas, for sure, this is the construction company that you need to talk to. Yeah, this is Chris Flores with CNS Quality Custom Homes. This is Nehemiah Flores, also with CNS. And this is Daniel Montoya with EXP Realty, and this is episode five of Real Talk and Real Estate, and this is the final episode of this first season. Thank you, guys.